All right, as you find your seat, if you'll turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, Revelation chapter 3, verse 6, Revelation 3, uh, verse 6. On Sundays, we're going through the book of Revelation verse by verse, and then on Wednesday night, uh, we're looking in-depth at a particular topic inside of our weekend uh, text. And so tonight, we're going to be looking at verse 6. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's pray together. Father, it's a joy to be together in your house, uh, to worship you, to draw near to you, the living God. We thank you that you're the God who speaks, that you're the God who communicates. Lord, and will you help us to listen? Would you help us to listen to what uh, the Spirit says to the churches? And we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hearing from God is so important and it's so powerful. Those times when you, you know that you know that God has spoken to you. When you open up the word and you go, that, that's exactly what I needed to hear. I'm wrestling with this decision and the word of God has answered. I needed that encouragement about who God is. I didn't realize it, but I needed correction. I needed conviction and the word of God spoke to me. When we're in worship and the Lord speaks to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, when there's times when God speaks through believers and we go, I know that that lines up with scripture, it lines up with the character of Jesus, and it's exactly what I needed to hear from the Lord. This exhortation that Jesus gives, he gives it to each of the seven churches. So it's important. For all of us that are parents, when you repeat yourself as a parent, it means what? It means it's important. It means it's something that you're passionate about. And this is passionate to Jesus that we would listen to what the Spirit is speaking to us. So we know from this verse that the Spirit is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Am I listening? Am I listening to what the Spirit of God would want to speak to me? So we're going to delve into this and and look at this topic throughout Scripture of our spiritual hearing. So the first, write this down, is God is an excellent communicator. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit speaks to the churches, is God is communicating. God is, is speaking. It's easy for us to fall into this mindset where we go, I don't believe that God is speaking, and God is silent And yet what we know from Scripture is the fact that God is speaking, that He's not silent, and in fact, He is an excellent communicator. We may not think of it this way, but it is an assault on God when we assume that He's not communicating. Like if you were to say to someone, you're not a good communicator, or you don't state your mind or your feelings or or your opinions, it really is an attack upon that person. And To believe that God doesn't speak is an attack upon God's character. There's some places in Scripture that tell us that God is a communicator. In Romans chapter 1, we're told that God speaks through his creation to the point where we're held accountable to that revelation of creation. We're able to look at creation and know that there is a creator. When you look at your car you know that someone has designed that car and and how much more so when we look at creation to know that someone had to put that all together. DNA, 
We're learning more and more every year about DNA, and it points to the fact that there is an intelligent designer, that God is the creator. So God speaks through his creation, but it's not the only way that God speaks. God speaks through his son. In Hebrews chapter 1, we're told that God spoke through the prophets in the Old Testament, and the prophets were, were called by God to do some creative and create crazy things. God went to great lengths to communicate through the prophets, but has now spoken through his son, the brightness of his glory and the express, express image of his person. God was so desperate to communicate with us that he sent us his son. That's how much he wanted to communicate with you. That's how much he wanted to communicate with me. So in those times when we feel like God is silent and God's not speaking to us and that he's distant, we have to look at the revelation of God through the person of Jesus Christ. God, God has spoken through his son to the point where Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen the father. Express image is if you were to take a piece of clay and, and put a coin into that clay and that image is put into to the clay, Jesus is that express image of the Father. He's the declaration and revelation of the Father. The whole message of the Bible is summed up in Jesus. That's the apex of God's communication. But God also communicates through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is titled the Helper in John 14, 6. It says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is the helper who teaches and brings into remembrance the things that Jesus had shared. As we study the scripture, we have a helper, the Holy Spirit, that speaks to us. So when you're reading the word, it's really important to ask for that help of the Holy Spirit, to ask that the Holy Spirit would teach you and lead you and guide you deeper into the, the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that inspired the Word of God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, or is breathed by God. The Holy Spirit moving in the hearts of those that wrote the Scriptures to where God's Word is literally breathed by the Lord. I don't want this to become mystical in terms of God speaking to us. It's extremely practical. The primary way that God is going to speak to us is through the Word of God. The Spirit's going to move through the Word of God to speak to our hearts and lives. If you really want to hear from God, spend time in the Word of God. And believe the promises of God. Believe this truth about God that He's an excellent communicator and go, I'm going to spend time in God's Word. There's this lie and this misnomer out there that I can't understand the word of God. Satan would love for you to believe that, but you have the helper. You have the Holy Spirit. You can read the word for yourself and have the Lord speak to you. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Where do thoughts start and stop, and where do the intents of the heart start and stop? I can't tell. I can't tell that in my own heart, let alone in your heart. 
but the word of God can pierce even between our thoughts and the intents of our heart. God's word is active, it's living, it's powerful. Let the word of God do its work in your life. This is the way that we hear is by spending time in God's word. So God's an excellent communicator. And number two, the importance of listening. The importance uh, of listening. Next time you look in the mirror, and I know it can be a painful process, but you'll notice we've got two ears and one mouth. God was given us a message for us to listen twice as much as we speak. It's hard to do, isn't it? So many times I'm listening, but I'm not listening. My kids are really good at calling me out on it. Young kids are experts at it with their parents. Dad, 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 right? Like they're not going to be content until they've been heard. And that's the challenge that Jesus gives us in this verse. If you have an ear, let him hear. Well, it's, it's obvious I have an ear, but am I listening? Am I really putting myself in a position, in a, a posture to, to hear from God? How many things in communication with one another just go in one ear and out another? It's made it even more difficult to listen with our phones. When we're doing something on our phone and someone's talking to us, I'm sure we retain a lot less. I'm lost. When I'm writing a text, that is so much energy into writing that text. And as someone's talking to me and doing that task of writing a text, I'm really not comprehending what they're saying. Sometimes we're distracted. Sometimes we just don't really want to hear. I have the quiet place in my mind. Not some scary movie. It's just in my mind where, where I can just tune out. It's like, I'm, I'm done for today. I'm going to the happy place in my mind. Like, I'm just, I'm just done listening, right? And human relationships, so important to listen. And our relationship with God to, to listen. When God called the priests in Exodus, and they would be anointed to be priests, God would take the blood from the altar, and he would ask that their right ear would be anointed, their right thumb would be anointed, and their right big toe would be anointed with blood. Kind of weird, right? Like, why does God want their ear, their thumb, and their big toe to be set apart for him? The picture of being anointed with, with blood is the idea that this belongs to God. The priest was a special relationship with God. Their job was to represent God to the people and also intercede on behalf of the people to God, bring the needs of the people before the Lord, and God's saying, priests, I want your ear to belong to me. I want to be able to have your attention. I want you to be listening to me. We talked about the scribes and the Pharisees with the church of Sardis and how they'd gotten off track. They must have gotten off track because they stopped listening to God. And yes, God wants the priest's ear from the Old Testament, but he wants our ear. There's so many places throughout Scripture where God's interceding with his people saying, hear. I want you to hear. He's calling us to hear. 
He's calling us to listen. There's a time in the Old Testament where the children of Israel refused to listen, and it's recorded for us in Psalms 96, and it's a commentary when they were in the wilderness. You can turn there with me if you'd like, Psalms 96, verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. This position of worship, this position of humility, acknowledging that he's our Lord and our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, there it is. God's saying, today, I want you to hear my voice. But they refused. Do not harden your hearts as in the day of rebellion, as in the day in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. Forty years I was grieved with that generation and said, It is a people who go astray in their hearts and do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath that they would not enter into my rest. The psalmist is giving us this time in the history of Israel when they came into the promised land And God's saying, I want to give you the land, but they didn't hear God's voice in faith. And they responded in unbelief and didn't experience what God had in plan for them. And the example is, don't be like them. Today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Sometimes the reason that we're not listening is because of the condition of our hearts. Our heart has gotten hard. That's what what it was for the children of Israel. The heart had gone astray. We're in a place where we're like, I don't know if I really want to hear from God. Maybe that's where you're at tonight. I don't know what God, I don't want to know what God has to say to me because he may challenge me. He may convict me. He may change my plans. He may inform me that this is not what he wants for my life. And I'm trying to guard my agenda. I'm trying to guard my plans. Maybe there's a relationship that you're in and you know you're not supposed to be in it. And you're like, if I hear what God has to say, he's gonna call me out of this relationship and and I want this relationship. Maybe I'm holding on to the abuse of alcohol and if I'm really open to what God says, he might call me out on that. My life has become pot and and that's something I'm holding on to is is the marijuana. My my anger is is really important to me. I really don't wanna hear what, what God has to say. Or God is calling us to something that's greater than ourselves. He's calling us to take steps of faith to confront the giants for his glory. And we're like, I don't want to do that. I want to stay comfortable with, with where I'm at. As they're in the wilderness, facing that opportunity to go in the promised land, what they turned off was their hearing. So I'm going to stop listening to God. I'm going to stop listening to his voice. The book of Hebrews also uses this same section of scripture to speak of entering into God's rest. Today, if you'll hear his voice, don't, don't harden your hearts. It's the importance of hearing. God wanted the priest's ear. He wanted the children of Israel's ear. He wants our ear. As we look at the importance of hearing, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13. We're gonna look at the parable of the sower, which is a story that Jesus told about a seed Matthew chapter 13, and it actually has everything to do with spiritual hearing. Spiritual hearing. Matthew 13. 
Christ uses this same phrase, he who has an ear, let him hear. Verse one. You guys doing okay? Can you hear me okay? (laughs) On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Epic Bible study. Would have loved to have been there at the Sea of Galilee, beautiful spot. So many people are gathered to hear the teaching of Jesus that he has to get into a boat to be seen, for his voice to be amplified. Then he spoke to them in parables. Parables are stories that have powerful truths, saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they didn't have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them out. But others fell on the ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has an ear, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus tells the story, drops the mic, peace out, I'm done. He that has an ear to hear, let him, let him hear. And the disciples are wondering, what's up with this parable? Jesus didn't even explain the parable to the masses, to the multitude. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And you can just see the disciples wrestling with this. Why isn't Jesus more frank? Why isn't he more clear? Why is he disguising in their minds the truth in these stories? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it's not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Jesus says, the reason that I am teaching in these stories is to test their spiritual hunger to test if they're really listening. With this story, your interest would be piqued. What does this really mean? But it would be very easy to dismiss it and go, oh, that was a cute story from the carpenter. But those who are really hungry, who are really listening, would press in and go, I wonder what Jesus meant by that story with the seed and the sower and some fell by the wayside and some was snatched up, some was choked out but then others bore fruit. And Jesus says this actually fulfills what was spoken by Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six, which has to do with hearing. Hearing you will hear and shall not understand and seeing you will see and not perceive for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. When you go back and you read Isaiah 6, it's when Isaiah is called by the Lord. He sees a vision of the throne room of God, says, Lord, here am I, send me. 
And God says, I'm going to send you to people that aren't going to listen because I want to confirm they're spiritually deaf. I want to confirm their hearts' hearts. It's actually the preaching of the word that confirms the fact that they don't want to listen. God wants to give them the opportunity to listen, so Isaiah is going to go out and preach. And the parables are doing the same thing. The parables are revealing the heart condition of the children of Israel if they really have ears to hear and a heart that's open. And once again, I think Jesus is giving us an indication of why we're dull of hearing. It has to do with our hearts. The hearts of the people have grown dull. Have you ever noticed that when you're like, you know, I haven't really been hearing from the Lord. I'm reading the word, but the word of God's not speaking to me. It's not standing out to me. It's almost as if God is, is silent. And we look deeper in our hearts and we go, my heart's gotten dull. My heart's gotten hard. And then those other times where our hearts are soft and we're broken and we're desperate before God and we're, God, I've got to hear from you. I've got to know what your wisdom is. I'm ready to do your will. No matter how hard it is, I'm, I'm ready to surrender to it. Our, our heart's soft and we get into the word of God and, and God speaks. That's why personally, as hard as it is, I am thankful for trials in my life because it makes my heart soft if I allow it to. When everything's going good and everything's going easy, it's, it's really to, easy to approach the scriptures with a very complacent attitude. But when there's some pain in my life, oh, then I'm broken before the Lord. Then I'm saying, Lord, I, I want to hear from you. So as we go on with this parable of the sower, verse 16, so blessed are your eyes, for they shall see, and your ears, for they shall hear. The disciples were different. They were seeing and they were hearing. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and didn't see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now Christ explains the parable to the disciples, and if you'll notice, it's all about hearing. It's all about listening. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. He emphasizes hearing. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. So the seed is the word of the kingdom. So when anyone hears the word, whether it's the gospel or the truths of, of scripture, they hear it and they don't understand it, then the birds, which are the wicked one, Satan, loves to come in and snatch it out of their hearts. Have you ever had that happen? You're like, man, I heard this from God's word, but I didn't understand it. I remember a time back when I heard the gospel, but I didn't understand it, and the enemy was so quick to then come in and just snatch the word of God out of your heart and your life. So, so there's hearing, but there's no understanding with, with the hearing. In verse 20, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Seems all good, right? They heard it. Again, this emphasis on hearing. I'm, I'm all excited about it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. For years and years here in Colorado, I've tried to grow grass because I love grass. Well, I got to confess to you, I've given up. 
I've given up on growing grass. We've got pine trees in our yard, and the pine trees win, and we're going to zero scape because water's so expensive, and I'm just tired of getting defeated by the grass. You know, you plant the sod, you plant the seed, and you water it, you bag it, and you put coffee grounds on it, and do all this stuff, and it might do okay for a season or two, but eventually those roots haven't gone, gone deep enough. And sometimes we hear the word of God, we hear the news of the kingdom, but we haven't counted the cost, and then when things get tough because of the word, then we go, no, I'm out. Hear God's truth on your marriage, and you're like, okay, we're going to apply that to our marriage, and then all of a sudden, things get tough. Well, enough of that. I'm not going to persevere with that. God gives wisdom on a particular area of our life from his word, and we hear it, we're excited, oh, so good, God, your wisdom, and then things get tough, things get difficult. And so we've heard, but the word hasn't gone deep into our hearts. So when tough times come, we stumble and the word of God doesn't bear fruit in our lives. Verse 22, now he who receives seed amongst thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So there's this initial hearing of the word, but there's also a lot of other voices. It's all of the cares of this world. It's like, man, I'm studying my Bible. I'm listening to this message, but I'm thinking about all the bills that I got to pay. I'm thinking about all the laundry that's got to be done. Thinking about groceries and homework for, for kids. And oh yeah, and then there's golf and riding your mountain bike and old trucks and all these things. And before you know it, the word of God has been drowned out by all of these other voices, the, the cares of, of this life. How many times have we had good intentions to sit at God's feet in his word and to listen and the cares of this world has taken that time? It's amazing what God can do in five minutes, what he can do in 15 minutes if we get before him, say, Lord, I'm ready to hear, hear from you. But there's so much competing for our time and the cares of this world choke out the word. It literally chokes out that voice and even the ability to, to hear God's word, but also the deceitfulness of, of riches. It appears like if inflation's going crazy. It's just boom. It's just everything's getting more expensive. And salaries aren't keeping up with, with wages. And then there's the cost of gas. And it's like, man, it's so painful to fill up the, the gas tank all of a sudden. There's this promise of riches but yet it's deceitful. Riches can't satisfy. How many times are we pursuing more money and we don't take the time to listen to God? We don't take the time to get into God's word because it's, I'm too busy working. Now, obviously, God wants us to work. If we don't work, if we don't work, we won't eat. But to have that priority of seeking first the, the kingdom of God. Verse 23, but he who received seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. So what's the fertile soil? It's somebody who hears the word and understands it. Hears it and goes, I know that there's a cost that's going to come with this, but, but I'm in. Is able to silence out those 
other voices. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. You ever walk into school back when they had chalkboards and the teacher had wiped the chalkboard clean? And we approach the Lord with that clean chalkboard. We're saying, Lord, I'm just ready for you to speak. I'm ready for you to, to write. I don't want the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. There's understanding. You're reading and, and understanding. And then the Lord produces the fruit. It appears that the way that we listen has everything to do with whether the word of God is going to bear fruit in our lives or not. Growing up in a Christian home, going to Christian school, I heard the gospel, but I wasn't listening to the gospel. My heart wasn't soft. I hadn't seen my own depravity. Then things changed. I felt empty and began to cry out to the Lord, asking him to reveal himself to me. And now I was listening. Now I was getting into the word of God with a heart change. And the question for us is, are we listening? So here's our third point tonight, and it's the art of listening. The art of listening. I believe that most of us want to hear from God. I bet there's very few that are like, you know, I really don't want God to speak to me. I bet most of us are, are longing for God to speak to us. We want to know what the Spirit is saying to our lives and to our church. So how? How do we listen? What's the art of listening? I think one is found in Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Be still. Be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes in order to hear God's voice, we have to slow down the velocity of our lives. We're just going too fast. There's too much going on. We're filling our days running here and there and missing the most important thing to sit at God's feet and be in his word. To be still and, and to know that he's God. Taking that 15 minutes, taking that half hour, hour, and saying, Lord, I'm gonna sit before you and listen. I'm gonna sit before you and read God's word. To come before God's word with a heart of faith and expectation that God is speaking. It's one thing to read the Bible as a task just to get through, and it's another to read God's word knowing that God speaks through his word. The spirit speaks through the word of God and saying, Lord, I'm expecting to hear from you. Your word's a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I know that there's something in here today that is especially for me that I need to take heed of. Something about who you are. So again, to make this practical is, is pick a book of the Bible or a section of the Bible and begin to read through it. And come with a pencil or a pen to underline some verses. Something to take notes with and, and write that verse down that God's speaking to and meditate upon it. And you'll find over time, as you're drawing near to the Lord through his word, that he's going to be faithful to speak. Ask the Lord for understanding. Lord, help me to, to understand what, what I'm reading. This gives us indication about how to hear from the Lord. It's not necessarily about reading five chapters or getting through the Bible in a year. It's about, am I understanding what I'm reading? Am I, am I reading slow enough where I'm meditating upon the words that, that I'm reading? 
to be still, to, to spend time in the word and allow God to speak. But church, this is what's so exciting as we get this. Okay, God's a communicator. The spirit is speaking through, through the word of God is you have a God who loves you, a God who is living and powerful, that has infinite wisdom, and he is wanting to speak to you, and you get to go to the source. You get to go to the source. You don't have to listen to a podcast to hear from God. You don't have to buy a book to hear from God. You need a Bible. You, we've got ones that we want to give to you tonight if you don't own a Bible. At the doors of the sanctuary, love to be our gift to you. There's, there's amazing Bible apps that you can download. We've got access to the Word of God, but you can go to the Word of God and hear from God. Go, wow, th- this is the Lord speaking to me. This is the Lord directing me. And as the Word of God's the seed and it gets in your heart, it's powerful. It's amazing to see what seeds grow into. This pumpkin seed was put into the ground. When we were away last week in the Northwest, they had a a pumpkin contest, and the winning pumpkin was 590 pounds. Sent a picture of that to the kids, and they're like, what? Is that for real? This is like Jack and the Beanstalk. It was for real. 590 pounds. A little pumpkin grew into 590 pounds. When God speaks to you, and that gets plowed into your word, that's powerful. And God will use his word to bear fruit in your life. It's up to him how much fruit, some 30, some 60, some, some 100 fold, but the seed's powerful if we'll listen and allow the word of God to get into our hearts and, and get into our lives. So it's a good challenge and it's a, it's a good exhortation for us to listen to the voice of God at the feet of his word, to listen throughout the day. So tonight, let's take time. We've got, got some time to come to the communion table and to listen. What is it that the Spirit of God is speaking to you tonight? As we remember Christ's broken body, as we remember his shed blood, Jason and Mike are gonna come back out and lead us into worship and take of the elements and come back to your seat and say, Jesus, I, I need to hear from you tonight. What is it that you would wanna speak to me. And maybe there's a verse that God calls back to mind. Maybe there's an encouragement that the Holy Spirit gives to you. Maybe there's some conviction that the Lord has from us. But right now there's a temptation. And the temptation is to look at our watches and go, well, I can't believe it's 7.30 and is he actually ending? (laughs) And we're going to get home early tonight and Maybe I can be the first one to pick up my kids out of, out of children's ministry and go home and get some stuff done that I desperately need to get done. Let's chill out. Let's take the time to worship, to be still, to know he's God, enjoy communion, and allow him to speak to our hearts and our lives. These are interesting times that we're living in, and there's lots of voices And the one voice that we need to hear more than any other is the voice of our Father. And He speaks to us through His Word. Throughout history, there's been revival in God's people when they get back to the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. 
So he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit speaks to the church. Let's stand together, let's pray, and enter into communion. Father, we do desperately need to hear from you. Lord, if our hearts have gotten hard, if we've become hard of hearing, if we're tuning you out, we give you our attention, we give you our ear tonight. We want to listen, set aside those distractions. Would you give us a hunger for your word, an ability to to understand it, a desire to, to read it? knowing that it's through your word that that you speak to us. So Lord, tonight, would you be gracious to speak to our hearts? Maybe there is a verse that you're speaking to us specifically. There's an attribute of yourself. There's encouragement, correction, conviction. So we wait upon you. We draw near to you tonight in communion. In Jesus' name, amen.